The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> no, 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 no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave. Dave. Dave smells like nougat. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. All right, welcome to Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by you, the fan. Listen, I want to thank John, who just donated $20 a month as a patron. We are up to 110 <laughs> dollars a month in donations if we get to 200 uh that means that we will do an extra podcast a day uh so donate what you can uh you got to donate to be able to listen to the extra podcast so do it now we're a third of the way there um so donate now if you can't donate give us a five-star review on itunes and if we get to 200 five-star reviews on the itunes we will have a special Friday night edition before the season. It'll be me and Andrew and Dave if they can join us. And I will be shit-faced drunk and it'll be live on Blog Talk and you can ask me anything. But we got to get to 200 five-star iTunes reviews. That's free. So if you, can't, if, you, if you can't donate money, go to iTunes. Give us a five-star review. We're 115 away from 200. Do it now. Uh, so, Andrew. Come on, Mom. So Andrew, uh, you, That's me were in Belgium, so you were jet-lagged. You were uh, partying in Belgium, looking at the little boy peeing um, and eating waffle fries and mayonnaise. Uh, so you're jet-lagged, so you can only give us 30 minutes. So uh, you're not up-to-date on all the... Are you up-to-date I, I on all like the camp hype? Actually, I did uh, mustard instead of mayo. <laughs> are you caught up on all the hype? What? The camp hype is Am out I of caught control. up on what? Are you caught up on the camp hype? Because it's out of control. I mean, we got... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been following Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> so we get rationally, rationally excited. Um, we have so much to talk about. I, I don't know where to start. I mean, Taysom Hill had a good pass today. He had a rollout pass, which is nice. But Dave, he blew somebody to fuck up on a kickoff return. So he's still doing the kickoff return. He's going to be the backup quarterback, and he's holding for 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 extra points, which means the. Sean, Pay- Sean Payton's dream of, like, the ultimate fake field goal opens up wide, right? The options are endless. But as, we, as we, we've done five practices so far, what has you most excited five days in? Um, I think just <clears throat> yeah, the defense and just the depth that seems like uh, the Saints have, especially, like, a cornerback. Um you know, it's fairly unusual. It's not something we're really used to. But I mean, you know, you've got, you know, you've got obviously you've got Ken Crawley and Marshawn Lattimore as your starting two cornerbacks. But I mean, 
behind them, you've got obviously Patrick Robinson. Devontae Harris has been doing pretty Don't well. Stop it. I mean, I was with you until you. <laughs> he is. He had interception, Andrew. He's not I'm lying. telling you. Uh, you know, so like, you know, secondary is like, has, seems like it's gone. It's officially gone from, you know, the worst part about the saints defense to arguably the best part about it. Um, but, uh, you know, obviously the Traquan Smith, you know, I, I don't, I'm not that hyped about it because I mean, you know, we were hyped about Brandon Coleman five days in. I mean, JT Barrett night. has been handing out interceptions like it's dollar bills at visions. Uh, no, they, 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 I mean, yes, he, he has, but, uh, from what I understand, the saints defense has been equal opportunity as far as quarterbacks and, and who they've been doing well. And I think breeze went like one for five. Uh, Breeze barely today. avoided getting shut out today on seven and seven in the pouring rain. Yeah. So um, now, obviously, rain, rain, rain helps the defense more than it helps the offense. Obviously, so. But uh, you know the Traquan Smith stuff. I, I every year, you know, every year there's a wide receiver that people freak out about. I'm, I'm not buying it yet. I'm not buying it yet. Brandon Coleman was hot the first week of training camp last year, but this feels this right. feels a little bit different. I mean, he caught a pass that was out of bounds, and Drew Brees like ran the length of the field apparently and like celebrated with him. Even so, I mean, this feels like an, another third round hit, Andrew. Like they've been hitting. Like if you look from 2010 on, like third round is kind of like the Saints' money ball round. Yeah, it's true. I wonder if they should trade their whole draft for third round picks. You know how like you can you know how you can like move up and trade it down. I forget what the trade simulator is where you can like trade all your picks, move up, move down. And they should find a way on that simulator to, get to basically eight. get all all 32 picks in the third round and nothing else. Uh, Arthur Mallet is also looking good. You know, which is interesting. Yeah, he's garbage. <laughs> Marcus Davenport had a sack on Teron Armstead, although he walked off of practice today, although the Saints said he was fine, so he's probably like he probably like lost a leg or something. Um the one bad news from from camp so far is uh Traven Traven Doral uh was looking fucking amazing. And if you combination that with him being from LSU, he was after day like two, he was like the clubhouse leader camp superstar and then he got injured and uh so he went from supernova status to black hole status um (laughs) so dave were you secretly uh happy about that being that you hate lsu and you're a tooling guy (laughs) uh no i wasn't secretly happy about it uh he what he broke his arm so i mean humorous like that's the bone that is like underneath your bicep it's not like your forearm like, that's really hard to do like, i'm kind of curious how, how that happened like he must have landed so they had the, like did a player fall on top of him or something I don't know. did you guys hear how it happened they had a corner that broke his leg at carolina camp i think it was today or yesterday and literally they had video of him screaming my leg is fucking broken my leg is fucking broken <laughs> oh my god that's awful yikes which at least isn't a we haven't had the the Saints injury woes um but uh as as you go through camp like i feel like 23 and 0 is in play now like 
this camp feels like it started much better than last year. Right. Like last year, I felt like at the beginning of camp, they already lost Armstead. Andrew, Nick Fairley was going to die because his heart was going to give out. Um, Unger was on IR. Uh, Lattimore wasn't practicing. Ramchek wasn't practicing. Corner was a fucking disaster. Bro had a broken leg. Uh, I feel like this is 180 degrees from last year. I think 23 and 0 is in play. Uh, 23 and 0. Are we counting preseason? Yes, is that what you just preseason. Because oh. they're so deep that they'll start winning preseason games, which they never do. Just taking yeah, some hills yeah. and it just tears well, I, up, I could man. see Boston Scott taking taking some runs to the house in the fourth quarter. <laughs> we need to talk about we need to talk about uh, Boston Scott. Uh, somebody asked me if I call if I how much would it take to donate Scooks. for me to call him Scooks David Scott you. all year long? Uh, I said uh, I'll name the extra podcast after David Scott if people get to three hundred dollars. Who is um, David Scott? But is is there anything that 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 you've seen, Andrew? Obviously, we, we could do a Back to the Future reference and say, "Great Scott." <laughs> we could. I mean, following along in, on Twitter, even though you were in Belgium, is there anything in the first four days that like concerns you? Because, I mean, besides Benjamin Watson getting hurt, which I didn't like, Larry Holder shame, uh, practice shaming the elderly, uh, mentioning mm-hmm. that. Ben Watson got hurt, uh, but besides that, I mean, it's been basically perfect. Like, is there anything? Is there anything you saw on Twitter or read from Underhill or whoever that, like, you're like, oh, that's a concern? Um, no, I mean, the most exciting probably for me was that Streif said that Armstead looks awesome and that he looks as healthy as he's been in years. So, obviously, we hope he can sustain that. But uh, it's, yeah, I think the margin for error on the offensive line is lower than it's been in a while. Uh, with Kelamete and Streif out of the picture, um, you know, those are two reliable guys that have been there for a long time. I just, I still feel good about the starting five, but, you know, I just feel like they're less set up to have injuries. So I, I think that's one place where that's going to have to be healthier than it's been in a while. And um, so I would say that's probably been my biggest takeaway so far is that Armstead is feeling good and looking pretty good. Um, but otherwise, I mean, no major injuries, like you said, like, I mean, at this point in the past, we've had the Nick Fairley news. We've had some other big stuff hit. So, you know, Draven, Draven Durrell has been the one piece of really bad news. And, you know, I mean, obviously I wanted him to succeed, but, uh, they're pretty deep at receiver. And, um, you know, I, I don't think he, he he was a long shot to make the team, if we're being honest. So, um, you know, it's a bummer for him. But, um, you know, right now, I, I I mean, and again, they have a really tough schedule. And I still think the Rams, Eagles, and Vikings did more this offseason uh, than the Saints did to really improve. But I just look at this roster, and it, it's deep. You know, I, I still think – yeah, I mentioned the offensive line depth. I think you know, tight ends the other one, and if Ben Watson is banged up, that, that's a concern because I just don't think tight end has enough talent. But beyond those two positions, I feel like every other position group has a lot of talent, and this is one of the deeper Saints rosters. I saw something today, or no, it was yesterday on Twitter, Dave, and I thought it was when I first saw it, I was like, "That is fucking ridiculous." But then I thought about it for like a split second. I was like, it's still ridiculous, but it's not 120% ridiculous. 
people were arguing if AJ Klein is going to make the roster at linebacker. What? And it, I mean, like, it's not like I would say there's like a twenty percent chance they would would cut him, but I mean that's where no. this roster is. Twenty percent? I don't think so. Yeah. Way less than that. I mean, you're talking about the leader of your linebacking core. I mean, he was the guy who was uh, wearing the helmet and calling the plays. Um, so he, he's not going to, even if he's not maybe a starter, he's certainly not going to be cut. Well, who who would start over him? I don't even know. I'm not I saying mean, that anybody I would. Mean, I'm just saying, like, they... I'm just saying, worst case scenario for AJ Klein is not being a quote unquote starter. Worst case scenario is not being cut from the team. Well, here's the thing, though: if he's not starting, are you going to pay him five million dollars? Like, yeah, was... you are. You are for leadership. For uh, for in case you get injuries, you know, these things happen. People get injured. You never heard of that. Um, so yeah, yes, you keep him. The interesting thing, Andrew, is, is Sean Payton compared the uh, the the uh, returners to the Bachelor, and said we got a bunch of roses. Yeah, I saw <laughs> that. Thinking of handing them out, which uh, I thought was funny. Um, so like, who who do you think is Tommy Lee Lewis? Is he going to get the first crack in a, in an actual preseason game? Uh, I mean. I don't know who's gonna. Get, I, I I think they're gonna try everybody. I really do. I mean, Taysom I, I Hill's think, gonna be returning punts. Is that what you're saying? What's that? Taysom Hill is gonna get a crack back there. You said everybody. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think the main guys that they've announced that are kind of in the mix so far, which I think are Austin Scott. I've seen Vereen, uh, Tommy Lee Lewis, Kamara's been back there. Um, there might be a few guys I'm forgetting, but I. I still think Boston Scott is kind of the guy I'm most interested in because I just don't think – I think with Ingram – Hello? Did we lose Andrew? Draft pick. You can't hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Go ahead. Okay. No, I just think they, they want Scott to earn that job. Now, they're going to give it to whoever wins it, but I just think at the end of the day um, – you know, he's the draft pick. He's a running back. They need a running back for four weeks, so they might keep four um, while Ingram's suspended. So, like, that would be another way for him to get on the roster. So, I think they're going to give Boston Scott every chance to win it because I just think they want him on the roster and he's a rookie and all that. So, um, I wouldn't rule out, like, a Jalen Saunders. I mean, remember him? I, I wouldn't rule out a situation like that where, you know, they finish preseason and they're like, you know, we don't have a good returner on this team and we're not going to leave it up to Alan Kamara to do all the time. So um, I could see a situation where after preseason, they're really unhappy about how the return game's going and they go get a guy like they got Jalen Saunders. Um, Dave, Dave, speaking of Alvin Kamara, um, that dude's highlights in preseason, it's like football erotica. Like, I've seen like four times where he's just burning dudes. Um, should he play a single play before the Tampa game? No, no, absolutely not. Will he? Yeah, he probably will. They'll give him a few touches, I'm sure. Uh, you know, obviously the most 
probably being in the third game where most of the starters play. Uh, but, you know, might not see him at all game one, maybe see him for a series, you know, but probably similar to what they'll do with Drew Brees is probably what, what I would you'd see from Kamara. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Andrew, I feel like there's a 70% chance Kamara gets no carries in the preseason. 70? No, zero. None. Yeah, but how you're saying there's a 70% so chance? There's what a 70% percent? chance he gets no carries. That's more likely than AJ Klein getting cut. I'll tell you that right now. Yes, agreed. I mean, I like like what's the what's the point of it? You know, and I just I mean, last year they gave him a few, but we'll see. I mean, um, well, now we need to the get rookie. To, to... We didn't know what he was going to be. I mean, the thing is with Ingram out, they really need a hard look at all the other guys too. Yeah, that too. Um, how many carries do they? What do they do with Ingram in the preseason? Like, do they? run him at all? Do they try to get him? Because he's going to be gone a month, right? And he can't go to the facility or anything. So, like, what do they do with Ingram during the preseason? I think I think they're I think they're going to run Ingram plenty. In the pre, you do. Why? Is yeah, that? I think it's gonna, it's going to be like a punishment almost. <laughs> They'll do the Willie Sneed. I wouldn't be surprised if Ingram is playing some fourth quarter. Oh man! Remember they know, did man. that to CJ Spiller right before they cut that's him. That's risky, man. With a running back, I feel like the injury potential is more. So it could get Sean Payton. Like, if Sean, if he would get injured in the fourth quarter, man, the post-game press conference with Payton would be brutal. You know? Yeah. I mean, they did it to C.J. Spiller. Yeah. Um, all right. Now we got to get to the um, the important stuff. Uh, the, the Saints special teams coach, uh, Mike Westhoff, he had major surgery and he's awesome because he looks like he smokes a pack a day and drinks scotch. Um, but Dave, he's going around preseason during these pra- during these training camp practices, and he's going to have a cane all year long uh, that he's going to have to use. And his cane is not pimped out. He needs to pimp out that cane and have it like gold and like encrusted with diamonds that say like 28 to 3 like he just can't use like a regular old medical cane he's at least got to have it like black and gold right uh uh, yeah for sure it's funny i went to uh the atlanta gift market a few weeks ago in july and i couldn't believe it but there is actually a company that sells like blinged out walking canes you know with with the you know rhinestones and all that kind of stuff uh so this this definitely exists this is out there already i mean Andrew, if we can make this happen if he had if he just had like a basic not even like super pimped out saints cane with the 28 to 3 like i want but just like a pimped out saints cane like that would be like the hottest item of the year right like fans would buy it would it would sell out by like week two right like Everybody would have to have a Saints Mike Westhoff cane, right? Am I just insane? Uh, yeah, but I think it would have to entail another Taysom Hill type move. Like he, he would have to be <laughs> the Grand Wizard with a cane. It, it's kind of like Rob Ryan. Remember when Ryan Rob Ryan was successful? It was amazing that he was going to bars. It was amazing that he was drunk. It was amazing that he was, you know, kind of a buffoon, and everyone in New Orleans loved him. The minute the defense was awful. They completely turned on him. 
kept saying how awful he was. He stopped going to the bars because people didn't want to see him there because it was a bad look. The team was doing poorly. So I think it's kind of like he can be old man savant with the cool cane if, if special teams is going bananas. But if, you know, Lutz starts missing some kicks and Morstead's feeling shaky and, you know, Taysom Hill gets hurt on coverage. Then He's break that cane over their knee. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that would be awesome too. That'd be like uh, the 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 ESPN Sports Center Player of the Day. Like if they if the Tommy Lee Lewis somehow made the team as the return guy and he fumbled a punt and Mike Mike Westhoff like hit him on the head with a cane. I mean, <laughs> come on, tell me. And people might start calling him the crippled version of Joe Vitt. I'm um, all for that. He, after a, he chased I, I, down those uh, guys, us cripples but, gotta stay together. I'm I'm all for it. If, if things go well, then in the playoffs, Reggie Bush might run out of the tunnel holding his cane. <laughs> the, other, the other big story that I felt was important, and I missed it over the weekend because uh, my mom was in town and I didn't spend my normal eight hours my a day. Mom. My mom. Uh, my, my mom. My eight hours a day on Twitter. They, they had the, they, they, the uh, uh, Ramon uh, Vargas, is, he's with the advocate, right? He was on the Saints beat and he wasn't. Um, he he got the uh, the sealed records from the Benson fight over the Saints and the Pelicans, and man, Benson was feisty as fuck in those hearings. He was threatening <laughs> to kick people's asses, and uh, it was phenomenal. Dave, uh, do you think eighty-seven-year-old Benson could have kicked his family members' asses? No, no, not not at all. And I, um, I liked how they said they were like, we don't know who that was directed to. Uh, I was like, yeah, <laughs> that was directed at Rita. Come on now. Did Tom Benson know who that was directed? No, yes. it's a, it's a good point. But they also said even even with even at eighty seven, and he had uh, Alzheimer's um, setting in and dementia, he was still like a rain man with the numbers for the saints like he still knew it all like which was crazy but i mean uh, well i think his lawyer said that so you know they could just be saying that now my favorite know, part they, was, had the, they had the transcripts apparently my favorite part was um when uh he called somebody a lying son of a bitch or whatever and the judge was like i've re you know i have to remind you again that you cannot use that kind of language in the court of law and he said oh sorry i didn't know you can hear me <laughs> Uh, he told the judge he didn't think he, she could hear him. I didn't know you could hear me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, that was important, important Saints news of the day. So as we go into the second week, besides injuries, um, like... Andrew, I know we say preseason doesn't matter and, and practice doesn't matter. Nope. What makes you what makes you think in preseason, oh, this might be different or this might be, be even better than I expected or worse than I expected. I know last year, remember, for the first the Saints first preseason game. It's all about injuries, man. Well, yeah. I mean, but like That's it. That's it. I will tell you that this year is different if they get through the entire preseason with no key players hurt. I mean, then I'll like, be like, last, regardless last of how bad they win or lose, if all their starters are healthy after preseason, which won't happen because that never happens. But if it does, then I'll be like, this year is different. It could be really special. 
I mean, yeah, but the 2009, <laughs> I mean, they were dump trucking teams. And you were like, we were like, oh, that's different. You know, like I feel like last year in the preseason, when they played Cleveland, me and you, me and you had said, look, if Brock Eisweiler lights them up, it means the defense is still trash and it's hopeless. Because if you can't fucking stop Brock Osweiler, you're fucked. And they stopped Brock Osweiler, so we were like, okay, they can stop the worst quarterback in the NFL. And it was like a baseline to get, like, maybe things would be better. Like, besides, there's nothing that you could see on the field that would make you more more optimistic or more more excited. Uh, I mean, excited I, I guess people last year were really down on the Saints offense, especially the passing attack. And um, so, you know, I, I think I would enjoy seeing them spread four or five wide and seeing guys like Cameron Meredith and Traquan Smith make plays. Because, you know, then all of a sudden, if they're four or five receivers deep, then you know, we might see Drew Brees chuck the ball around a little bit more this year. And um, with Ingram being out for a while, they're going to have to ha- find another way to hurt teams on defense, at least for the first four weeks. So, you know, I know Kamara's going to do his thing, but uh, I think it would be nice to really see Meredith and Traquan Smith be as good as we think they could be um, in preseason. Because if we see that early, um, then that means the chemistry with Brees is happening um, and I think that would bode well. I want to see Cameron Meredith light it up because I want to hate read Chicago Bears blogs. Um, just ripping pace. Dave, what in preseason would you see that would either make you excited or worried as far as on the field? Um, <clears throat> I'd like to see one of the running backs step up so that we can feel comfortable uh, for the first four weeks of the season, knowing that, uh, you know, we've got an adequate replacement for Ingram. Um, I don't feel like they're trolling for moves. Like, like not last year necessarily, Andrew, but two years ago um, when they were like at guard, like, even like before the first game, we were like, "Man, it's a it's a problem." And we were we who was the guard for Green Bay that we were they, they, they Green Bay cut and we were really hoping the Saints would sign. I was sitting, yeah. Sitting, like I don't feel sitting. like there's anything. Obviously, they haven't played a preseason game, so we can't panic over that. But but the last couple of years, like going in, going into it, there was certain spots where we were still like hope we were still like talking about players that were available, maybe making a trade. Or, I haven't seen any on that on Saints Twitter. Like I feel like people are pretty. Securing what they got. We haven't had any ridiculous trade, except for maybe Des Bryant was a little bit of add him maybe. But I don't, I don't sense that um, that desperation of trying to plug a hole, which is good. Oh, don't worry, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait for a couple preseason games. Yeah, the other thing I I would want to see is That's, this is what fans do, man. They they panic. I mean, the minute a guy gets injured or. You know, one guy – I mean, I, I can't believe people aren't freaking out about the offense being awful again already after how well the defense was at practice today. You know, all it takes is probably one more. I mean, this is this is the blessing and the curse. I mean, obviously, we're excited to have more access and uh, more news than ever, and, you know, Twitter's been great for that. Um, but the overreaction with every practice rep, um, I mean, it, it's borderline insane. It's delightful. 
It's it makes the day and pass delightful. so it's much ridiculous. quicker. It's so ridiculous. Like, I love it because you can. You, it, no matter what happens on every play, a Saints player did something good unless there's an injury. So you can see whatever you want to see. Um. So before we get to questions, uh, people remember to pay your fantasy football dues. Uh. About half of you paid, half of you haven't. Uh, we got people that want the spot, so get with me and pay up. It's gonna be it's gonna be awesome this year. All right, so Dave, for uh, Twitter questions, I'll start with you. This is from James. When should I start overreacting about our linebackers absolutely killing it at camp? Mm, I would I would hold off. I would hold off a little bit longer. I don't know. Anzalone looked phenomenal today, making that pick. His hair was flowing everywhere. It was delicious. Oh my god! You have such a man crush on Anzalone. I I, I, I have a man yeah. crush on 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 Anzalone, and I have a man crush on Taysom Hill. That is borderline. Enjoy while his shoulder still uh, on his arm. Well, it, it, Phil Savage or Tom Savage or Michael Savage, whoever the fuck that guy is, he's terrible. I've seen his video. Every other play that they're like, he got pressured. He's ter- you know, he can't handle the snap. He's a he's a train wreck. I would rather that if 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 Taysom Hill isn't any good, they need to bring back look McCown and just hope his back can hold up. Get Mark Brunel on the phone. <laughs> Mark, Mark Brunel, I hear is having financial problems. He could use the money. What's Jamie Martin up to? Oh, Jamie Martin. Which this is from Allen. Which player having a good camp so far will ultimately giving be given a chance to play in the regular season? Regular season, and the coaching staff immediately regret their decision to keep him on the fifty-three man roster, uh, a la Devonte Harris in twenty seventeen. Andrew, that's a good question. Ooh, um, I can pick any player. You can pick any player. But it's got to be like a, it can't be like I guess it couldn't be like a like a guy who would slump after last year. It's got to be just like a random guy that like nobody knows now, but that he's going to get a lot of playing time. I mean, I I think Tommy Lee Lewis is is another just good call for a guy that just tears it up in preseason because he always does, and then you, you know kind of gets those that support him excited again, and then you know kind of just doesn't really do anything once the season starts. Dave, this is from Cody. What happens first, Traquan Smith overhype or Lattimore had a fluke season? Uh, uh, <laughs> what happens first? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Traquan Smith overhype. The overhype. Listen, the Traqu- you, you, you hear that? I think the Traquan Smith hype has overtaken Taysom Hill, and I didn't think that was possible. But it's getting, it's getting close. Taysom Hill is going to catch back up and go past him once we get into games. But right now, um, Smith is the leader, I think, for... Um, well, let me ask you this. What happens if you've, you know, you've got a preseason game and you've got Taysom Hill throwing deep sideline routes to Traquan Smith, who's making oh, athletic back, sh- back shoulder catches? I think that's the sound of Twitter breaking. Do you have, do you oh have a sound goodness. bite for Twitter breaking there, Ralph? I, I, don't have, uh, I don't have that, but I do have this. What do you like in your coffee? Bourbon. I'll just be... What does that have nothing to do with it? What does that mean? It just, I'll just <laughs> be drinking myself to death. Um, <laughs> I feel like that sound bite's better if something depressing happens. <laughs> 
maybe. But I think that would be that. You know what, though, Andrew? Of like all the 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 the, the ridiculousness of Twitter that we've all we like scenarios we come up where like that would break Saints Twitter. I think that scenario that was just laid out, uh, Taysom Hill to Traquan Smith for like an eighty-yard touchdown, would possibly break Saints Twitter because you could have gifts for days, which would just be amazing. Um, yeah, because then you'd you'd have people posting like Saints hashtag Saints, you know, twenty twenty two or something. <laughs> oh, this is a good question. Could the twenty twelve Saints defense stop? They could a... call it Traysom. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> that's good. Dave is on a roll tonight. Not not, not bad. Uh, I like. It would be like uh, <laughs> what, what was it? What was the famous uh, Hollywood couple? You had like Benifer. When Ben Affleck and Jennifer yeah, Lopez, yeah, that's one. Um, so, so I like that one. Br- Br- you mean Brangelina? Brangelina, it could write. It would be like the Saints Twitter version of Brangelina. I like that. Um, what could the Saints 2012 or 2015 defense uh, stop a CFL offense? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure they could stop Jesuit. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, since since the one and only LSU Tiger and the Peyton Air is out for the season, does that mean they are cursed? Wait, the Will Will uh, the center didn't get hurt, right? They still have yeah, Will Clapp's good. Yeah, we yeah, still got Will, will Clapp. Clapp. There's um, still hope. Well, and Trevin Durrell just has a broken arm. I mean, he's not done for the season, is he? Yeah, and they can. No, uh, he broke his humerus. That's he's done. Oh wow. I mean, that's probably, I would guess that's like a three months. I mean, he needs to be, he's not going to make the team without being in training camp. So, I mean, I mean, if he, I mean, if he broke his humerus, he's going to have to go in a cast up to his shoulder. Like it's going to be a full arm cast. Yeah. I mean, they could practice squad him again, but at this point, the thing that I feel so bad for him is his problem at LSU was he got hurt and he couldn't run like he, like he did when he was a high, a, a great recruit out of high school. And it looked like to me just, from reports and the little videos I saw, like he was he was running, like he was at portions of his early LSU career, and then he breaks his arm. It's sad. Um, so I think that's um, uh, all our questions for today. Uh, once again, people, donate what you can. We're a third of the way to an extra podcast a week. You know you want it. It's awesome. Or if you can't do that, give us a five star review know you want on it. the. Uh, iTunes, and we'll give you a bonus preview show where I'll be shit face drunk. So, um, yeah, so uh, that will do it. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll, be on, we'll, we'll be on the Twitters. And yeah, Andrew, Andrew's wrap it up because he's just on over his because all he did was drink his way to Belgium. So, for Andrew, for Dave, uh, until next week, the bar is closed. Mannequin pissed. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one. In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more, but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. 